How to survive a recession. Lots of folks these days are talking about a general slowdown in the market. So as an entrepreneur running a business, you want to make sure that you're ready for the recession and ready for what happens after it's over. Welcome to this week's edition of Dylan's Podcast. My name is Dylan Gallagher, and this is my podcast where I share thoughts and ideas and opinions based on my experience of working with entrepreneurs in hopes that somebody listening could use what it is I'm talking about today to either inspire them or to put a stone in their shoe to get them to deal with things that they might be procrastinating about. So thanks for tuning in. This past week, I found myself bombarded with news headlines and election talk and the economy and the idea that not only are we headed for a recession, but that this is going to be an interesting recession because interest rates are low. And typically, by definition, when you have a recession, it's usually because interest rates are high. And that's what causes people to get out and or that's what causes people to not get out into the economy and spend money. But we're looking at low interest rates and we're still talking of a general we, <laughs> the news media and the business folks that are much, much smarter than me are talking about a general slowdown in the market. And uh, I thought it'd be appropriate just to chat about that uh, on this episode. Because maybe as an entrepreneur, you are working in a marketplace that is feeling the effects of a recession, or maybe you are in a marketplace where you think you're about to feel the effects of a marketplace. And so just a couple of things I wanted to chat about along those lines. So thanks for tuning in. Also want to make sure I say thank you to all of you that are sending me notes and asking me questions throughout the time that exists between episodes. I'm glad that I can be of some help and uh, hopefully you are passing that help along to somebody else. Okay, so what do you need to know about surviving a recession? Well, let's just quickly define a simple version of what a recession is, and it's basically that people are spending less money. They could be spending less money because of their borrowing costs on the money they have being too high, and so all of their free money that they have to spend on entertainment and um uh, recreational type things is going to interest payments, um, or they're spending less because they've lost their job and they want to preserve the capital um, that they have. So generally speaking, a recession is people are spending less. And because they are spending less, businesses then have arguably less customers to serve and their costs stay the same. So businesses start to find themselves getting into a pinch. And so one of the first things that you want to do if you are an entrepreneur and you have had a good run and life has been okay for you and you've found a way to keep the lights on, but you think you're going to get into a tougher marketplace or you want to be ready for what could be a tougher marketplace, first thing you want to do is deleverage your business. Get rid of your debt best you can. If that means laying off some people so you can pay off your debt, if that means uh, selling off some assets to get rid of your debt, you basically as an entrepreneur want to make sure that the money that your business has access to is being used to pay for its expenses, pay for the people and the resources that your business uses, and is not being paid to re or is not being used to repay uh, lenders that are charging you interest because that interest 
Um, if sales start to dry up and you're finding life a little bit tough, making those monthly payments could be could be uh, even tougher. So kind of the, the basic general rule of thumb is when you're in a recession or you think you're going into a recession, try to deleverage your business best you can so that all your cash is being used for the business, the people and the resources that are inside of it. So that's my, that's kind of point number one. Um, but not looking to focus on the negative things with a recession. I thought I would uh, talk about maybe one or two things um, that you can look forward to in a recession. And so if a recession is people spending less, then it would follow that your business should make sure that it is going to give customers more. Um, I tend to think of it kind of this way, that no business is really that unique. At the end of the day, uh, a business is providing a solution to a problem that customers have. It is able to generate some revenue by providing value to that customer through the experience that they have while they are benefiting from the product or service that your business offers. And so if people are going to be spending less because they, are, they have less money to spend or they're trying to preserve uh, the capital that they have, then you want to make sure that whatever product or service your business offers, that um, um, that you are giving them more than they expect. And more doesn't necessarily mean like uh, free gift bags at the front door or something like that, but more could be taking the solutions to the problems that your business currently solves for customers and figuring out, are there some other solutions that our business could solve? You know, we do this one thing really well, or we do these five things really well, but could we do two more things or could we do three more things? If people are spending less, you got to give them more. More means solve more of their problems using the brand and goodwill and relationship that you have with them. Because in a recession, it's competitive for those dollars that the customers are spending, and customers will spend money where they feel they're getting the most value. And so you want to make sure that your business is really, really well positioned to do that. And, and again, I've had this, you know, these uh, when, I, when I talk to entrepreneurs, I, I've said, oftentimes I find myself saying, look, we, you've, you solved this problem for your customers, and they trusted you to solve this. Not only did they trust you to solve it, they actually spent some money with you to solve that problem. And so if you solve that problem really well, could you solve this problem? And maybe I give you a couple examples. So I'm involved in a business, and our business, the problem that we solve for the marketplace is we provide um, unskilled labor for um, contractors and industrial companies that need on a temporary basis, need certain tasks completed. And generally speaking, that work is done inside of sort of remediation and mold abatement, and, and that's kind of the core business of our business. But the folks that, that are employed by us and provide value to our customers through the job that they do can also be used for other things like general demolition or junk removal or any kind of task that requires someone to show up, do a job, um, and then exchange the, the time for money. And so as we get ready to deal with the recession that uh, we think is, is going to continue to be, 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 in, be evident in our marketplace, we are looking for other solutions that we can solve for our customers. I'm also involved in a heavy-duty truck repair business, and one of the problems that we solve is that we are able to do safety inspections on the tractors and trailers that you see zipping up and down the highway with all of your consumer goods and your food. 
Uh, but because we do safeties, we are also able to do uh, the body work on a lot of these trucks and trailers. Uh, we are also able to do oil changes, and we are able to do um, a series of other light mechanical type services that our customers can benefit from by uh, utilizing the people and the resources that we have inside of our business. So instead of just solving one problem for them, we are able to leverage our brand, leverage our people, leverage our resources, and solve more problems for them. So if you find yourself in that spot now running a business, some of the things that you might want to think about are how can we solve more problems for our customers because that would be giving them more value. If we're giving them more value, then we're going to be able to make some more money and hopefully make more money than our competition, which means we'll be able to last longer than them if the recession does more damage than we think it's going to do. So that's something to think about. And the other kind of just, I guess, to dovetail on the back of that is People don't want to waste money in a recession. And that's not to say that when there isn't a recession that that uh, clients and customers do want to waste money, but they're not quite as concerned if they, you know, if they overpay for something or, you know, they're maybe not drawing a straight line between the value that your business provides and the money that they're paying uh, simply because they're not too concerned about the future. But as they get concerned about the future, they will become more sensitive to the money uh, that is leaving their pocketbook or their bank account. And so um, in addition to trying to be able to uh, provide more solutions to your customers that center around your core business, I, I think that there's an opportunity as well to provide a better experience to your customers. And the only way I can articulate that is by using uh, an example, uh, a business I'm a part of where we are contracted uh, by other companies and um we have to do, you know, kind of complicated invoicing. You know, there's a contract and then there's progress payments that get made. And so it's a little tricky. The accounting's a little bit tricky, but it gets even trickier if a project manager who's not an accountant has to be bothered by an accountant who is trying to ask sort of some nerdy financial information that they don't really understand. And so what we discovered was if we can make sure that a project manager never hears from their accounting department because the way that we invoice them, the way that we progress bill, uh, the way we line up our contract and our purchase orders, that everything just flows in a straight line, that once the invoice goes over to our customer, that that accountant or that accounting department never needs to talk to a project manager. We have made their life easier. We've improved the experience that they have in dealing with us uh, simply because of the absence uh, of problems that exist when they use our competition. And so if your business doesn't have an opportunity or not an easily, uh, a readily available opportunity to solve more problems, maybe you can focus on simply improving the experience. And so uh, in, the, in that example, we've simply made sure that, you know, it took a couple of months, but then customers started noticing that, wow, I mean, we never hear from our accounting department. Everything just sort of goes through. Um, you guys get paid. We never hear from you. Our project managers never have to kind of go back into a project and remember what happened and why don't these things line up and they don't need to waste any time. In fact, you guys are, you know, you're quite, quite great to deal with. And we didn't even realize how important that was until we, we had done a bunch of business with you. And now we would just simply prefer to do business with you because you make our lives so much easier uh, because you have removed the problems that we're just used to having. So thank you for that. But the other thing that we did as well is we started paying more attention to how we present our proposals to the marketplace for business. And our business is 
you know, pretty straightforward, heavily relationship driven. So it's two people having a conversation about wanting to uh, do business together and talk about a contract and a deal. But we decided uh, to look, it was, we looked into the marketplace. We thought that there was a real easy opportunity for us to again, improve the presentation of how we uh, submit our proposals for jobs to our customers. And the reason why that is important is because notwithstanding um, the person in our business has a great relationship with the contact inside of our customer's business, um, but they don't necessarily have, we don't necessarily have a great relationship with other people in the organization. So by taking time to do a better job of presenting our proposal to the person that we're working with in an organization, as they take that information and they give it to other people that don't know us, it strengthens our brand, it strengthens our credibility, and ultimately gives us a better position when they're looking at our package compared to our competitors, um, and ours is heads and shoulders above the others. And in fact, sometimes it's just easier to say, you know what, we're going to go with with Dylan's group, because we can tell that the way they present themselves and conduct themselves, they seem to be quite a bit more professional. But you know what? They've made it easier for us to understand what they're doing because uh, we don't need to be the project manager to understand their proposal. They've done a great job of, of laying this out for us. And again, they've removed the friction. We don't spend a lot of time talking about their proposals. We're able to understand them and uh, ultimately award them the work. So if you can't if you can't give people more solutions or offer them more solutions to their problems, then you might want to consider improving the experience or doing some of both. The other thing to keep in mind with a recession is that you're going to want to try and get rid of the debt that you have. Even if it's you know, a simple credit card or a line of credit, you want to make sure that as the market slows down, that you are able to adjust your costs accordingly. And maybe, maybe you have to let people go, or maybe you have to trim and trim back their hours or change their job description. So they're adding, uh, or they're doing uh, more work to contribute to the bottom line. But ultimately you do want to get rid of that debt that's might be sitting on your balance sheet because inevitably when you have a couple of slow months, it's going to be those debt payments that cause you some heartache and if you miss those debt payments, then you could be going down uh, a different road with your creditors um, and ultimately finding your yourself spending time that you don't have dealing with issues you didn't need to have if you would have had a little bit of foresight to try and figure out how to deleverage your balance sheet a little bit. So anyway, that's what's on my mind this week. Um, trying to figure out how to help you survive a recession. Um, if you're in one, hopefully some of what you heard uh, on this episode was valuable. And if you're not in one, hang around because it's coming. There will be one, and your business will find itself in there. Um, and remember, it's pretty easy to run a business when everything is good. It doesn't necessarily speak to your acumen. Uh, you really get to see what you're made of when business is tough, when the market is tough, and um, and you've got to really strain out the profit that your business is earning. And so a recession is a great time to see what you're made of and to learn how to build a great business that once the recession passes... Uh, means that your business is able to be a market leader. Um, and the reason you were able to do that is because you were able to grind it out during the tough time. So that's what I've got for you. I appreciate you downloading this episode. Please make sure to share it or rate it because when you do that, it gets in front of other entrepreneurs that could benefit from some of what's said on these episodes. So again, thanks for tuning in. And I hope that you um, catch the next episode as well.